Welcome and you are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. Hello and how are you from wherever you are tuning into? It is 7.30pm on a Friday night for me as of the time of recording this. I hope you've had a good week. I've just been watching a little bit of the start of the news on the old TVNZ Plus One. I'm almost at that stage again where I'm like, Luke, what are you doing? Why are you watching this shit? Because damn, there's some bad stuff going on in the world at the moment and it is... Uh, it's getting tough to look at, and I just filmed a quick Instagram story before I got started on this, and basically there was a story on there about how more and more kids are turning up to their school year without the necessities and the things that they need, and uh, I was seeing last week and earlier this week around how more and more people are needing food parcels, and we're putting food into schools, and providing help for people so they've got the right devices at schools, and Inequality is just like I shouldn't be surprised because I've trying to been I've kind of been trying to tell all of you that we're going to see it. But now that you're actually seeing it come out, and it's not just about money and numbers, we're actually learning about some of the practical stories. It's just um, you know it's quite sad to see the direction that we're heading as a country, um, and. I got told last week when I was talking to a reader of Keep the Change, oh, mate, you know, you need to bring a bit more positivity to these. And I was like, okay, I'll take that on board. You know, it's fair enough. But when you see so much of this stuff going on, you're like, wow, um, it's it's very hard not to uh, look at these things and, and want to talk about them and figure out what's going on. But ultimately, as I've said time and time again, you and I, we have to figure out how that we how we can get in control of some of our things that are taking control of our life, whether that be credit card debt or buy now pay later schemes or rising interest rates, things that are that we're gonna face and figure out how can we take a little bit of control back so that we can get ourselves in a better place and then hopefully we can give to other people around us. I was at lunch today, I didn't see it, but over my shoulder uh, my business partner saw, and he saw a homeless person walking towards another bloke, and he said they exchanged some sort of words, and then the guy turned around and walked back towards the homeless person, pulled out his wallet, and gave him some cash, and sent him on his way. Now, that's not going to solve everything, that's not going to solve inequality, but I rate that so much, because I genuinely think that if we are giving with our time, our resources, our education, our whatever we have in abundance compared to other people, that makes us feel really good and you don't know what it does for somebody else. I've had person post into the Keep the Change Facebook group last week explaining how they've done that. Someone else then shared the story uh, of their experience doing the exact same thing basically over summer and everyone's just loving it and getting around it and giving makes us feel really good. So if you can give then find ways to do so because we need more of it in our society 
to encourage other people to do it. And, you know, don't get caught in the trap of thinking, well, if I earn more, I'll be able to give. There's always ways to be able to give. It could just be giving your time or your ear to somebody in a time where they need it. It doesn't always need to be money. So think about how you could help people around you with something you have in abundance that perhaps other people don't have as much of as you. Now, we'll get to the lesson for this week quickly, but I had a very big week last week, and I organized a huge event, and I had such a good time, and I snuck it in 850 people on the Saturday, we had 120-ish on the Friday, and then we went to the red light setting here in Auckland on the Sunday, so I got so, so lucky, and that event is just getting bigger and bigger, and is is becoming quite rewarding, what's well, always been rewarding for me, but financially um, it leaves a little bit of cash behind for us now too, which allows us to be able to do some things with those, but you know, I knew that I got so lucky, so one of the things that I said to myself was, look, make sure that you take some of that cash and spend it back into some of these people's businesses, like eateries and restaurants and things that are going to be not so lucky and some of these events that have been cancelled and that's sort of how I've been trying to play my way through this pandemic. If I've been doing well or if I've been getting lucky, I'm like, how can I pay a little bit of that back to an area where they haven't been as lucky? I got a haircut the other day. I was the only dude there. A guy was working on a Sunday. I'm like, mate, good on you, a lover. I love someone hustling on a Sunday, especially a barber. You'd think you're probably going to be the only one getting any work as I've made I've had no one come here today. This town is just dead. The suburb of Auckland. I'm like, okay, mate. Well, you know, chuck a little bit of extra on top of this haircut. I don't mean like take extra off because there ain't much to take off. But I'm like, charge me a bit more because I'm doing good. So, you know, that's fine. And I can appreciate that you're here on a Sunday, trying to keep this business going. So, you know, think about again. Think about ways that you can contribute to the people that you're interacting with week on week. And it doesn't just necessarily always need to be money related it can be uh, ways that you can give more of what you may have maybe it's baking something for somebody or uh, taking some stuff to the clothing bin or selling some stuff you don't need on Facebook marketplace and then going and donating that money somewhere rather than keeping it for yourself who knows that's up to you but this week I had uh, like I said I had my big event last week and I had hoped to have Keep the Change Night School ready to roll free for all of you. But I've had to put a support ticket in while Luke, who helps me out, has with the software I use because it still wants people, even though it's free, to input their credit card details. And I'm like, mate, like we get that because we've set that up and that's just the software. But if I say, hey, guys, this is free, you can use it. The first person that fills it out is going to be like, why do you need my credit card details then? I don't want to give you my credit card details. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. So we need to try and figure out a way where it doesn't need people's credit card details. So we're currently trying to work on that. That means that I couldn't get Keep the Change Night School out to everybody free this week. And this week's lesson, perhaps not my best effort after a huge week of being very creative last week um, and then sort of getting mucked around. Well, not mucked around, but plans not coming to fruition at the last minute and usually I have an extra one or two keep the changes ready to roll just in case something like this happens but I didn't 
and I was lacking a bit of creative flair to put something together for you nice and quickly, and I was going to talk about inflation. I thought, oh, we've kind of already thrashed that. You might be getting sick of hearing me t- tell you about that. So uh, I wanted to tell a quick story around what to be thinking about in terms of whether your assets are performing or not. So the title of this week's Money Mail is, Are Your Assets Performing? Now, from time to time, I will go through the assets that I own and I will question myself as to whether they are performing. I can do this because I keep my monthly financial position. We learnt about this in an early money mail. Hopefully, you're doing it every month because you're an astute financial literacy student who tracks their financial position each month. Now, you can see an earlier episode on your financial position in the blog on the website, and I track what assets I have so I can see okay, what assets do I have? Whether that be bank accounts, cash, shares, cryptocurrencies, all those different types of things. And I go through and I query whether the assets that I brought are still performing to the standard and the reasoning which I expected when I purchased them. So as an example, when I did this with my Sky City shares, I decided to sell them. I put 10 grand into Sky City and then COVID hit. And I thought, well, okay, after a while, I thought, well, I thought hopefully this COVID thing blows over. And I thought, I'm happy to keep them. They've been smashed. They're down to about six grand, sort of bouncing back towards eight, uh, eight and a half, I think, by the time I ended up flicking them. And, and I lost 1500 bucks. But what um, the key here is that I came back and I reviewed these assets. And I asked myself, well, is this stock, is this asset that you brought the same asset that you brought when you pulled the trigger and had to transact and hand over the money. And it's not because it's a completely different business, a business that can't access all of the customers that it wants to access because people can't get into the country and all these different things. So I have to have a realistic conversation with myself and go, well, actually, this is no longer the assets that I originally purchased because I didn't, uh, I mean, I decided to sell them and invest in other companies less impacted by a global pandemic. Now, when I brought those shares, I didn't expect the borders to be closed and us go into a pandemic. They were no longer the assets that I had originally purchased on the day that I brought them. So buy and hold is the thing that everybody always tells, tells you about. You know, oh, just, just buy things and just hold on to them. And it's kind of like the catch cry that people make now, hodl or whatever in the crypto space and just hold things long term and time in the market. And that stuff's great, but it's very, very simplistic. Now, sometimes life changes. And although buy and hold is a great simplistic strategy, things can change and sometimes our tactics need to change as the world does. So I'm sitting there thinking, can I swap my Sky City shares, which are not performing, for an asset class or asset that is performing? And what is that performance that I want to see from that new asset? So I think it is okay to change your mind and let go of assets that are no longer performing. Do not, though, make the mistake of thinking that that's just about selling shares because they aren't going up anymore. This is why it's important to think about why you are buying certain things that you buy, the purpose for which they serve you. As an example, you might think that Bitcoin is a great long-term 10, 15, 30-year store of cash and you then decide, well, I'm going to put some money into Bitcoin. It starts getting volatile. You start seeing it in the news. Oh, gee, I think it's down a little bit from where I got it. Oh, it's, it's massively up. 
Oh, now it's down again. Oh, what's going on? Well, what was your purpose for buying that asset? Was it a store of your value of money that you still believe in the long term is going to be a store of value? So zoom back out and and reanalyze what your purpose was for buying something in the first place. Don't just go, oh, this isn't going up anymore, stuff this, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to buy something else that hopefully goes up. There's a little bit of a difference between those two things. So this is forcing you to think about you and why you purchase different assets. So maybe when you start to buy shares, start getting in the discipline of writing down why you brought them and actually write down a reason before you just willy-nilly go and buy, oh, I got some warehouse shares last week. Well, how come? You know, oh, my mate told me. Well, when, you, when do you then know you should sell? Like surely on that logic, you sell when your mate tells you to sell because you brought when your mate told you to buy. You know, So you want to be going deeper and thinking, why am I buying this? Why am I buying these warehouse shares? And actually jot down your reasoning so that in the future you can go back and analyze the shares that you've got and go, you know what, what's the purpose of me holding this? Because often as well, when shares start decreasing, we'll get emotional and go, hmm, I'm just going to hang in here because hopefully they recover because I feel like I've lost money. So I don't want to sell because I'm going to liquidize um, my, my losses here. And we don't like losing and we don't like negativity. So it hurts us. And then we can watch it go down further and further and further. So getting very clear on the reasons for which you're actually purchasing things and not just shares, but anything that you purchase is very, very important and a great tactic that you can use. So you could also do this with things around the house too. Do you really need them? Are they fulfilling the purpose you originally purchased them for? I.e., do you ever use that treadmill? Do you need the second vacuum cleaner that was on special that time you went shopping? You know, what things do you have around the house? And we've talked about this a thousand times, but maybe what are some of the big items that you've got? And you think, well, actually, do, do I need that? Does that serve a purpose? You know, I can look around and go, right, I brought a big set of weights. Well, not a big set because I'm a big guy, but, you know, there's about three and a half kilos there. That's pretty big, actually. And they were perfect in lockdown, but now I can go back to the gym. Well, they don't really serve the same purpose that they did when I purchased them because I got them when we were in lockdown. So that's an asset that I could look at and go, well, that's not that's underperforming because it's not the same asset that I purchased when I brought it. But we could go into another lockdown, so I think, well, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll keep a hold of them. But there could be a time where I go, you know what, like that's not serving me any well, any serving me well anymore. I don't need it. I don't use it. Maybe I'll get rid of that kettlebell because I can just use the one down at the gym and maybe the same with a Swiss ball, whatever. So think about what things that you've had and you've been holding on to because someday I'll use that again. Well, really, when was the last time you used it? So you know, think about the reasons for which you brought things in the, in the first place and whether those reasons still have any validity, I think is the word. Validity. There we go. Mrs. Papworth, you'd be so proud of me. Don't ask me how to spell it, but I'm pretty sure that's the correct pronunciation, which is like whether it's valid to have that or not. Anyway, this isn't about learning fucking English. It's about learning things about finances and money. Now, this also got me thinking about the Keep the Change Night School, and I sort of explained this to you at the start, so I'll go through this quite quickly. I built this over a year ago, 
It's an asset to people who use it, but not many people use it. That's embarrassing, Luke. It must suck. Well, no, it's just that uh, it's probably hard for people to access and you have to pay to use it. Well, for it to perform better, I need more people to use it and implement some of the lessons. As a way to invest and keep the change further, I want to ensure more people can access and benefit from the night school lessons. I've decided to make it free to access for those who really need it. Now, if you haven't heard about Night School before, it is an online learning tool with exercises, webinars, and lessons. This is a bit of what's inside. Full access to over 20 chapters, lessons, and templates. Critical steps to improve your financial literacy. Build a long-term plan and budget with the tools provided and templates provided. Learn about the most common financial mistakes that stop people all around the world improving their finances. You can learn from others. There's suggestions of people in there that I trust and that I've, I've used when it comes to my own finances. There's simple bite-sized chapters to help those more committed to their learning. Online learning platform you can log into when it suits you and learn as you go. So it's basically designed as a big financial night school that you could work through one chapter a night and really get you thinking and start to help you become a bit more bulletproof in your finances. So you're not just listening to podcasts anymore. You're actually sitting down and you're answering some questions. You're going through some exercises. You've got your phone off and you're actually focusing Now next week I'll be sharing with you how you can access this. Hopefully we've figured out that bloody credit card thing. Now please only access it if you use it because the problem with free is that you give it to them and people then just do nothing with it and they don't take it as seriously or not as invested in it because they haven't had to actually hand any cash over. So that's my downside to doing this. So you know, when you see it come out, don't don't grab it if you're not actually going to use it. Yeah, feel free to have a browse through it and stuff. Um, But if you're not even going to log in, well, I wouldn't go through the sign-up process uh, because it's just going to be another waste of your time if you're not actually going to use it. Now, of course, you can forward it on to someone who may want to use it or at least you know that it's there. And I hope that it's going to be a tool that people are going to be able to use so that we can further educate people so that, going back to the very start of this, we can help some of those people who haven't necessarily had access to this type of information and it could be the catalyst to them changing their life or making sure that they don't make some of the mistakes that I have and some of the mistakes that are in the night school as well. Now, let's go back to other assets that might not be performing. There is a high chance that your KiwiSaver and other shares are getting pretty beat up at the moment. Don't I know it? As humans, we can get very caught up in the negatives a lot more than the positives, so be mindful of that. We're hardwired like that. It's just like me at the start talking about that negative story. I don't remember seeing anything too positive on the news today. Uh, let me give you the tip, but the fact that someone's developed a vaccine, that's probably not a good example given how controversial they are, but you know, to try and stop people dying of a random virus going around, and if that's actually what it does and it helps people, you know, that's uh, that's probably pretty positive, but we tend to look at all these things in a negative light, right, because negative shit sells, and that is what it is, but we can learn to be smarter about that and actually pull ourselves to being back to being grateful and being positive and practice those things daily, and then we don't let things impact us as much. Now, just because the market is volatile doesn't necessarily mean that businesses behind the stock market, their prices, uh, sorry, this doesn't necessarily mean that businesses behind the stock market prices is prices, shit, I can't get this out. Just because the market is volatile, it doesn't necessarily mean that businesses behind the stock market prices aren't performing. Now, I need to explain that because I think that sentence is too wordy. Now this Miss Patwick's going to kick my ass. Um, what I mean there is that a business is just doing their thing day in, day out. And they don't care about their stock market price. Of course they hope that it's going up because then their stock 
and shareholders are becoming wealthier, but they're just focused on executing their strategic plan. They're not logging on every day going, what's our share price, what's our share price? Hey, we should have a meeting about what our share price is. They're like, yo, we're having a meeting around, is the fucking work getting done? Because if not, we're going to be in the shit. We need to get the work done. So just because markets become volatile and prices of shares become volatile doesn't mean that the business that sits in behind those numbers on a screen aren't actually busting their ass to perform better. They're just a, like a little slight thing that um, you don't often see get explained. And that's why sometimes you might see sh- uh, stocks just shoot up because a, a business will come out or a company will come out with their annual results and it's just completely caught everyone by surprise because they've been head down, they've been getting things done quarter after quarter and they're doing really well for their shareholders and people go, oh, well that was probably undervalued, we probably should uh, own some of those shares. So just be mindful that when the stock market gets volatile, it doesn't always mean that the businesses behind that volatility are actually as impacted as what you may be when you see how triggered you are by the price movements in the shares that you hold. So playing the long game of investing is critical to giving yourself some assurance that investing is something smart for you. Now perhaps this is the year that you too, being an asset, figure out how to learn 10% more in your job than you knew last year, or 10% more in an area that interests you. Control, oh someone's calling me. Which, uh, I better not answer this live on the old show there. Well it's not really a show is it, but you're, uh, you've, yeah we'll get rid of them. They can go. Um, I can't even escape on a Friday night and getting calls from random numbers. Anyway, maybe you want to think about what things you could be learning to help you be more of an asset to the people you work for or the people in your life uh, or the club you volunteer for. Who knows? But you're an asset too, right? And remember that you're probably the greatest asset that you will have for the rest of your life. So find ways to bring more value to yourself as an asset and perform better so that you can become more and more valuable to those people around you. And remember to control what you can control. Now the other thing you may have noticed, I've put first name in here and it hasn't worked. So for the one of the first times in 90 episodes, people are going to read this saying, read this, and it should say their name, but it doesn't, it says first name. So embarrassing. Uh, is that inflation hit a three decade high in the December 2021 quarter. This means that consumer prices rose 5.9% over the year. You probably understand this better than you would have a year ago because we have talked about it a number of times. Basically, it just means that shit's 6% dearer than it was a year ago. That sucks. That's scary. It's not pretty. But we will no doubt hear more and more about this in 2022 as it goes on and we see volatile share markets and rising prices and rising interest rates. This weekend, take a look around at the assets that you own and question whether they are still performing to the standard and reason for which you purchased them for. Enjoy your weekend. P.S. You're one of 5,161 recipients. Is there someone that you could forward this to? Did you know in 2021 the NZX50 index ended down 0.4% for the year? This was the first negative performance since 2011. Thank you to Mark Lister from Craig's who tweeted that last year, and I don't think I had shared it with you. I'd put it on Instagram. Some of you would have seen that. But uh, basically the NZX50 index, it was down. So those 50 companies as an index sort of combined as a whole, they were negative performing. And it's this first time since 2011. And that, again, we go back to the negatives. We think, oh, no, that's not very good. But that means that we've also had you know, nine years of good stuff. Uh, nine out of ten, great. One, no good. Often we just want everything to keep going one way. 
But that's not really how life works. You'll have challenges, you'll have ups, you'll have downs, and you've got to zoom out and look at it collectively rather than just one-off events. So, you know, hopefully 2022 is a winning year for that NZX50 index. My hunch is that this is going to be a very tough and ugly year, and we're going to learn a lot this year, which is good because that's going to make us more valuable, but it's it could suck. But getting comfortable with the process sucking, but still coming out the other side with everything intact and your limbs intact and being stronger and having more lessons than you did at the start, I, I think that's a great place to be. You know, nothing too good comes when it's just easy. So, hey, even if it does get tough this year and we're not seeing awesome share market gains and uh, everything just seems a bit boring and we might go, well, what's the point of even investing if these things are going backwards or not even moving and then there's inflation here as well and that's eating into my purchasing power. Now, remember what you're learning along the way too and remember the strategies and the tactics and the disciplines that you're putting in place in a time when it's hard to do it. It's easy to be throwing money at the share market when it's just rip roaring and the next week you look and you've your hundred bucks is a hundred and ten bucks and you think, How good am I? I don't have to pay tax on this, this is just outstanding. But when the going gets tough, you know, that's when it becomes harder to stay disciplined and I invested some money this week myself with some excess cash that I had and I'm sitting here going like, oh shit, I'm not too confident about this 2022 market. And I'm like, well, what what else am I going to do with that? Am I just going to sit in cash and inflation's going to hurt some of it anyway? Like, would the Luke in five years' time with this amount of money, would he still invest it? Yeah, he probably would. Okay, well, let's invest it for him now. Let's get this shit going. And continuing to challenge myself to be disciplined and invest when maybe I'm not as confident as I was last year when everything was just, you know, going up and it seemed easier and could check back in a couple of weeks and happy days I haven't gone backwards and you know, within forty eight hours that money yesterday's probably decreased a little bit, but I've got to continue to ask myself back to the start of this uh lesson lesson number ninety is what's the purpose? And I'm trying to build an asset and share portfolio that can pay me dividends which then helps subsidize my rent and I look at those shares that I brought and go are they going to pay me a dividend yes they are well then we've got our answer click confirm get on with it and we've met our purpose so hopefully that is giving you a little bit of a different lens to think about the things that you're buying when it comes to assets things around the house, shares, cryptocurrencies. No one I hear really talks about this too often. And if you can be doing this and practicing this, you're going to educate people around you too. Hey, talk me through that. What was the purpose for which you brought those shares? Oh, I don't know. I just I just like cannabis stocks. Tell me more about that. You know, start practicing it with your mates, practice it with yourself and actually get the purpose from people and you'll start to learn who's thinking and who's guessing and of course that all maps back to what you want to be achieving longer term and what you want your strategy to be as well and then you're going to know if you're setting yourself goals that you're going to start to understand am I making decisions that are going to get me closer to those goals right 
there we go. A good half an hour for you there. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys and gals for ages, but it actually was only really a week ago. But no, that's why it is, because I recorded the last podcast earlier, didn't I? So it actually has been a little while since I recorded a podcast. I feel like I'm a little bit out of touch. I might uh, run out of breath. breath. Shout out to Mrs. Papworth for uh, getting me through some validity chat there. And I hope you enjoy your weekend and your week. I do think it's going to be a rocky year, but hey, I'm up for it. I love it when it gets hard. That's when we learn even more. Keep remembering that. See you next week, week 91. We'll keep bringing the fire. We'll keep teaching. We'll keep learning. Look after yourselves. See you soon. Better call this person back. Who's calling me? Why are you calling me at 10 to 8 on a Friday? My message thing says, can you please text me? Do you reckon they text me? No, of course they didn't. Ah, you can't give people instructions these days, can you? Anyway, I'll let you go.